you know, we come and we haven't been together for a long time and, and you know, we haven't seen each other for a long time. Do, do we, you know, say hello? Do we, it's, you know, all the restrictions and social distancing and things that we have heard um, over the last three months. And uh, I know it'll get easier, and I'm so grateful for this backyard that we can spread out and we can meet. We felt like it was time to do that. It was time for us, amen, to come together. And um, it's been a long three months, but I'm so glad that you're here and so blessed to see you um, gathered, you know, on this morning. We know that there are some that they feel not comfortable in coming yet. So if you're watching on uh, the online live stream, uh, we welcome you as well. We miss you. We know that the time will come when you feel comfortable and coming and, and gathering with us in person. But for the time being, what we're going to do this summer, and this summer is going to be different. If you've been watching online, I've been mentioning this, that um, because of restrictions and social distancing, we wanted to take advantage of the backyard where we can spread out and we get quite a few people. And then also there is seating that is in the sanctuary with the chairs spread out and in the coffee shop. And there'll be those who, who don't wanna be out in the sun. And, uh, and when, um, you know, those, those are available for you as well. Uh, there is an opportunity for you to fill up your water bottles. And uh, if you go in on the east side here, and the restrooms uh, are there. And of course, we got to monitor that they don't get full of people. And, uh, and then there is a restroom in the nursery that can be used as well. And then uh, you can fill up your water bottles. It, the drinking fountain part is closed off. Uh, but you can fill up the water bottles and make sure that you stay hydrated. We're going to try to do services no longer than an hour. And my wife said, okay, that means you have to stop when you need to stop. And, um, but we are, are going to try to keep it at an hour. And then after the service here, we're going to ask that there's no fellowshipping in the building. And the reason is, is because we got a cleaning crew. We got to go through and we got to disinfect everything, get ready for the next service. So uh, you come in this side, you exit that side, and um, there is the offering boxes too in the front and on the side here. I just want to say thank you for those of you who continue to support us during this time. Very, very grateful for your giving. I'm going to be reading from the book of Philippians, and one of the reasons that Paul wrote to that church is because they gave to him and for the ministry. And he says that the fruit that abounds from the ministry uh, goes to your account. And next week, is uh, we're going to continue with the Sermon on the Mount. The Lord's going to talk about investing and putting our treasures in heaven. And I thank you so much for that. Um, I appreciate uh, words of encouragement when you emailed uh, calls. Uh, it really meant a lot to me, uh, a ton to me, because, um, you know, these last 12 weeks, uh, with all the uncertainty and wondering when are we going to be able to get together, you know, as pastors, we've never had to make decisions like this. Um, and I know that, uh, that the Lord has used it for me to actually minister to a number of pastors here in town um, that I've never had the opportunity to, that, you know, we're agonizing and, and wondering. And uh, so I'm grateful for that. But I'm grateful for your support. Um, I'm grateful for your love. And uh, we are still a church. Amen. And the Lord has so much for us. Um, 
And I really believe that he, you know, he promises that he'll work good for all things. And even what that means is in the bad, he's working good. It doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, he turns the bad to good, but in the bad and in the difficulties and in the trials and in the challenges and in the wondering and in the confusion and in the uncertainty and in our weaknesses, he is going to work for good. That is a promise of the Lord. And I, I know that he wants to do so much in these days um, that are ahead for us. So that's just kind of the guidelines. Um, but I'm kind of tired of talking about guidelines. Um, but we need to do that and be considerate of one another. And, um, and we're just going to have to do our best. And I know that you guys, just watching you guys this morning, are so considerate and, and thoughtful and showing love and consideration. That's our liberty and doing that for one another. A um, couple quick things, and then we're going to get into Philippians chapter 1. So if you have your Bibles, you can go ahead and turn there. But we are going to um, have, uh, we were supposed to have Vacation Bible School out in the park this week, but of course we had to cancel that. But uh, Angie and Barbara are putting together a Vacation Bible School kit for you to be able to have and to be able to t take home and have with your kids or invite some neighborhood kids if you feel comfortable in doing that. So we're going to have those available uh, for you. They're shooting for the 21st of June in about three weeks and um, they have everything ready to go. So if you want a kit, you need to email Barbara, barbarafigs at ccgreeley.com. And always remember that our email addresses are on our website and, um, and available for you uh, under staff. So uh, sign up for those Vacation Bible School kits. One of the things uh, is the craft, and, and you guys, oh, I broke it, um, is a birdhouse. So isn't that neat? You can have Christian birds. And um, so um, there's a craft, there's music, there's a uh, lesson, there's uh, all kinds of things in the VBS uh, craft kit. So be sure to sign up for that. And how many that you need if you're going to invite some kids over, so kind of plan for that. Also, uh, a couple youth announcements, and I'm going to let Pastor Luke uh, do that real quick. Good morning, everybody. Uh, so I'm Pastor Luke, and uh, I've come here just to give you guys a couple announcements. Uh, during the COVID stuff, we've been doing online uh, Zoom events, but we are no longer going to be doing online. Uh, we are going to be resuming uh, youth, youth events, in-person youth events, um, starting this weekend. Um, and so this week, first weekend in June. Uh, Friday nights are going to be high school nights, and those will be from 6 to 8. Um, and then middle school is going to be Saturday nights from 6 to 8. Uh, we're going to social distance, um, bring your mask and wear your mask, and we are going to have socially distant games and stuff like that. Um, it's going to entail uh, a, a Bible study, worship, and some games that we are going to play. And so again, uh, high school on Friday nights from 6 to 8 here at the church, and then middle school every Saturday 6 to 8 here at the church as well. Um, also, I want to announce uh, the upcoming, um, it's coming up soon, uh, the, the high school retreat is going to be, we're still going strong on it and be praying that we are still able to do it and be praying for our safety, but we are going to be going July 30th 
through August 1st. And so incoming ninth graders all the way to incoming 12th graders are welcome to that retreat. Um, you may now sign up for it um, just by emailing me. Um, and we don't have a physical sign up out yet, um, but you can email me and I will make sure that you have all the details and that you get signed up properly. But we are excited and looking forward to that. It's at the YMCA, the Rockies, and the, uh, the theme is worth. Um, our, our worth in God's eyes, um, the worth of the, the things of the Lord that we can pursue, um, identity, our purpose. And so I'm so excited and I hope that uh, you can make it. Cool, that's it. Thanks, thanks Luke, appreciate it. Wednesday, Wednesday nights, we're gonna continue online services on Wednesday nights until you know they start giving us some guidelines when we can have some classrooms and for the kids. And uh, so for right now, on Sunday mornings, 8.30, 10.30, we're going to be out here June into July. We'll take it month by month and hope you can continue to come out. And we're blessed we live in Colorado that we can do that. Um, one of the other things, too, guys, um, I think we'll be looking at some men's prayer times out here on the back deck and stuff. And um, one of the things that they're really emphasizing is uh, to be able to, you know, be outside and, and fresh air and where there's a lot of ventilation. And so guys be looking for that. So keep updated on uh, our social media, Facebook, Calvary Chapel Greeley, uh, e-bulletins. Uh, if you need to download that, uh, please do that. If you need, got any questions, call us. Travis or Pastor Jim will be able to help you with that. And then also on our website, and we'll keep you updated on everything. So with that said, let's open our Bibles, as I've already said, to Philippians chapter 1. And I want to read to you, beginning in verse 3 through verse 12, as Paul's writing to this church at Philippi, he is in prison in his first imprisonment. And he writes this, inspired by God, that I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you all with joy, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, and being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. And just as it is right for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as both in my chains and in the defense and the confirmation of the gospel, you are all partakers with me of grace. In verse 8, for God is my witness, how greatly I long for you all with the affection of Jesus Christ. And this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment, that you may prove the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense until the day of Christ, and being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. But I want you to know, verse 12, brethren, that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. On March the 8th was the last time that we met corporately on a Sunday morning. And it was that Wednesday on the 11th uh, was the last time that we actually had service together and things were happening so quickly, weren't they, during that week. All of a sudden, the basketball season, NBA ended, the March Madness was canceled, uh, there was no more hockey, uh, schools were um, extending a spring break, universities were closing uh, their in-person classes. Everything happened so abruptly, didn't it? 
and so quickly. And we had to make a decision as uh, health officials were saying, we don't want groups uh, meeting over 50 or whatever. So, you know, we as, as well as most of the churches across the nation made the decision to go to online you know, technology and services. And we're very grateful that we have been able to do that. But we never thought that it would be another 12 weeks until we would come together again. And coming together even with the, the guidelines, the strict guidelines that are given to us, but we are here by the grace of God. And it's been a difficult three months for all of us to, to different reasons and different degrees. In my lifetime and in the years of ministry, we've never gone through a period of time where the whole world was affected like this. I mean, uh, certain events happen that affect us personally, our families, our communities, um, our state, but this has affected the whole nation and the whole world. The whole world came to a crawling halt. And, and as we look back on it, we know that, that God was still working and, and God was ministering. And even as Paul, as he's writing this letter, he's in prison. He's chained to a Roman guard. He's under house arrest. And maybe perhaps the last three months you have felt imprisoned, you know, at the stay at home and not going anywhere. Going to the store was a big deal. You know, we'd never gone through anything like that. And all the information and all the stats and, and the articles, and it gets overwhelming, doesn't it? And the voices that are out there. Well, Paul the Apostle, as he's writing this letter in his first imprisonment, it's been about 10 years since he started the church at Philippi. It was on his second missionary journey. You can read his second missionary journey in, in Acts chapters 16, 17, and 18. But he would first go into Macedonia, northern Greece. He would establish the church at Philippi, which was the first church that was established on the continent of, of Europe. And there he went through difficulties. He uh, was beaten by rods, him and Silas, thrown into the prison. And it was at the midnight hour, as you read chapter 16 in the book of Acts, that we see that Paul and Silas are singing praises to the Lord. They're black, they're blue, they're bleeding. It's in a, a place where they're in stocks and they're in chains, and it is very difficult, and yet they're praising the Lord. And one of the things that during this time, I'm sure that you experienced it as well, that I would go back and, and look at the scriptures because the scripture is what brought me comfort. Scripture is what gave me answers. God's word is what gave me certainty. And I can look back and think about how Paul was in this prison doing the work of the Lord at the midnight hour, and yet he's rejoicing because there were times that I was complaining. And I was murmuring. And later in this epistle, he writes, do all things without murmuring and complaining. And we can rejoice even whatever it is that we've gone through. And it may not have a whole lot to do with, 
with COVID-19. It, it may be other things that affected you or because of everything that has taken place with the restrictions and stay at home, uh, it has caused other challenges and difficulties when it comes to jobs, when it comes to your business, when it comes to your family, when it comes to all kinds of different things. But during the difficulties in the darkness and at the midnight hour, we can rejoice as Christians because we have Jesus. We are the one people in this world that can continue to truly have joy. And the whole theme of, of the book of Philippians is joy, as Paul's just expressing great joy for the Christians as he's writing to them. And he writes, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you with all joy, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. I thank God for you as I remember you. And one of the things that it has shown me, and I hope and pray it has for you, how thankful I am for you guys, for the body of Christ. Next week, we're going to, uh, you know, it's going to be 24 years since we started Sunday mornings as a church. 24 years. And I think, where are the years gone? And, but as I think back at that first Sunday in, in 1996 in a little place downtown Greeley, do you know over 24 years ago, there was no Calvary Chapel Greeley? We weren't a body of believers. But what the Lord has done over the last, you know, two and a half decades has been absolutely incredible. And he ordained it before he made the world for us to come together. And we are here for such a time as this. And, and being absent from one another, I, I know you feel this way because that's why you're here, is that you're thankful for one another. And we can give thanks to God for the body of Christ and for the fellowship with one another, longing to fellowship with one another. As Paul writes that um, I'm thankful for you as I think about you and pray for you. And we were praying for you, and I know that you were praying for us as a staff. Fellowship is so important, isn't it? God made us to fellowship with him. That's the wonderful thing about being a Christian is that we get to fellowship and have closeness and intimacy with the true and living God through Jesus Christ. But also fellowship is important with one another. And I've always emphasized fellowship because we need each other, especially in the day in which we are living in to edify each other, pray for each other, to encourage each other, to stir each other up for good works, to serve one another. So I hope and pray that fellowship would always be, I, I think after we've gone through this time of being away and absent from one another, is something that we never take for granted that we would be ones to be thankful for the fellowship that we have with one another, even as Paul did. He said, for the fellowship and the gospel from the first day until now. And then verse 6, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work and you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. This verse also brought a lot of comfort to me during this time because like you were going through, Lord, What's going to happen with the job, with the business? What's going to happen with the kids in school? 
you know, weddings were can canceled, vacations, family reunions, you know, all kinds of things changed very abruptly and very quickly, and there's a lot of disappointment. And I would have days and, and nights where I wrestled, I think, Lord, what's going to happen to the church? What's going to happen to the ministry? Lord, what's it going to look like? You know, uh, are we done? Uh, um, is it going to uh, be devastating to the church? And, and I think the enemy comes along, and whenever we have doubts or whenever we wrestle with things, he loves to just, you know, poke at us, and he loves to put those things into our heads because he's the accuser of the brethren who accuses us day and night. And this verse brought... A lot of comfort to me because the Lord would remind me, Jeff, being confident of this very thing, that the good work that I have begun in you, I'm going to complete it, especially when it comes to the day of Christ Jesus. I'm going to finish that work, and that's a promise for me, that's a promise for you, for my family, for your family, and for this church family. He is going to complete that work, and that brings me confidence, and that brings me rest, and I can just rest in his love that he's working in our lives, and he's not through with this. Listen, COVID-19 is not going to win. Not in your life, not in my life, not in this church. And I know that it's around, and I know it's serious, and there can be repercussions of getting it, but we have an eternal hope, and we have an eternal God that's going to complete that work in us that he has begun, that, that he has ordained before the foundation of the world, and we can rest in that. He still wants to use you and me and this church to be a light in this community, in this world, and the world needs it. Because this world is unraveling more and more and getting darker. So he says, being confident of this very thing, he's begun a good work and he will complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. And just as it is right for me to, to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart inasmuch as both in my chains and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you are, are partakers with me in grace. We still have the grace of Jesus Christ. We can rejoice at the midnight hour. Why? Because of his grace, the unmerited favor of God. We have an eternal hope. We have his favor. We are sons and daughters of the living God to where we can cry out, Abba, Father, the spirit of adoption. We have his grace. And the Lord would say to Paul when he was, you know, in that place of the thorn in the side, whatever was plaguing him. And I'm thankful that when you read about that in 2 Corinthians, that Paul didn't say what the thorn in the flesh is. We, we know it was serious. It, it has the meaning of a tent stake that's piercing your side. But he left it open because all of us will go through life where we have a thorn in the flesh. And whatever your thorn in the flesh is, Paul goes on to say, as he records the Lord saying to him, that my grace is sufficient, and his grace is sufficient, and we need his grace. But then he goes on and he says in verse 9, and this I pray that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment. So he begins to pray, and that you may prove the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense until the day of Christ, and being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ to the glory and praise 
of God. And so as he continues here, he says that your love may abound more and more. You know, the love that's in this church is, is amazing. And I, I hope that the love that we have for God and for each other continues to abound more and more as we are considerate and, and as we are sensitive to one another, as we fellowship with one another, that second of all, we approve the things that are excellent, that we don't complain, that we don't murmur, you know, that we're patient with one another, uh, not being critical. You know, we're all trying to figure this out, aren't we, in our own lives and here at the church. And that we would be sincere, as he goes the third thing, without offense till the day of Christ. And then being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. I know that the Lord desires to continue to produce fruits of righteousness in our lives as we abide in him, as we look to him. He wants to use us to be ones that we are testimony of the reality of Jesus Christ in this world. And I hope and pray that during this time that it has caused us not to pull away from the Lord, but it has caused us to draw close to the Lord because, again, He is our hope, our eternal hope. And I hope it's made us realize that in this world that the world is not the answer that the world is not our hope, that Jesus Christ is our hope, and he's got a glorious plan for us. He's going to take us home. He's going to come for the church. We're going to rule and reign with him. we got a glorious future, and he is our hope. And as we remember that, and as we yield to him, he wants to work that fruit of righteousness in our lives. And, and to be a living sacrifice, listen, live for the Lord. Live for the Lord. Don't live for this world. Because the world will leave you distressed and empty and confused and defeated. He is the one that will bring blessing and certainty and wisdom and strength and real purpose to our lives. And I think that we know that. And then he says uh, in verse 12, and we'll kind of close it here. But I want you to know, brethren, that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. Listen, God allowed this to happen. For this to happen at this time, this pandemic, I don't know why, I don't understand the sovereignty of God. But I do know this, even as Paul, he was chained to a Roman guard under house arrest. He had been in prison for over four years because remember, he was in Caesarea a couple years before this, waiting to go on trial before the governor of that area in Israel. He appealed to Caesar. They said, to Caesar you shall go. He's waiting two years to go before Caesar. He is in prison and he says, listen, this, my chain, is for the furtherance of the gospel. Have you ever noticed that Paul never said that I'm a prisoner of Rome or I'm a prisoner of Caesar Nero? He always said, I'm a prisoner of Jesus Christ. And being in your home, chained to this situation, that maybe perhaps you think I'm a prisoner of, of what the you know, health department's decree, what the governor's decreed, all this stuff. Listen. 
We are prisoners of Jesus Christ in the sense we are servants for him. And everything that we do is to be for the furtherance of the gospel, not for the furtherance of my cause or my movement or my political stance. The primary thing is that we need to be about the furtherance of the gospel. We will always do that because the world desperately needs what? The gospel, the good news. We have the good news that Jesus Christ died for your sins and he rose again and there is forgiveness of sin for anyone who comes to the cross and your life is valuable to him and that's why he came to die for you. And he conquered sin and death. And as you come to him, you have relationship with the Father. Everything that we are to do primarily is for the furtherance of the gospel in this church. That will be our message. When Paul on this second missionary journey came into Corinth, he said, I came preaching not with the wisdom of man, but in the power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit. We came preaching Jesus Christ and him crucified only. He would later say to them in his second letter, we didn't come preaching ourselves. We came preaching Christ crucified. He is our hope. And people desperately need Jesus more than ever. And we are here for such a time as this. I don't know what is going to happen to our nation. I don't know how much is going to unravel in the weeks ahead. We need to be praying for our nation. We need to be praying for our community. We need to be praying for the people around us. But may we remember that whatever it is that we're facing, it is to be for the furtherance of the gospel because the gospel is still real, the church is alive, and he wants us to be light and salt. We are here for such a time as this in the days in which we're in because we are rushing towards eternity. And I hope and pray that it stirs our hearts that we are to be about the good news that Jesus Christ died for your sins. He loves you and he is your salvation and the source of eternal life. Father, I do pray. I thank you for this time, these reminders that are so important, that, Lord, as, as Paul had a longing for this church, that, Lord, we've had a longing for one another. And I pray and I hope that we would always be thankful for one another, that we would be ones that, Lord, that we would, whatever situation that we're in, that it would be for the furtherance of the gospel in our lives to minister, continue to our children, to our grandchildren, that we would continue to minister to our neighbors, that, Lord, that this church would be a voice on the radio as people are hearing us for the very first time. I know that there have been those who have witnessed with others that otherwise probably may not have had the opportunity, but we would be looking to you and Lord, I do pray for our nation. Our nation is more divided than ever before. We see the unrest, we see the ugliness. Lord, we see all these things and we wonder and we ponder and we can get angry ourselves. But Lord, you said that the last days are gonna be perilous and it reminds us 
that this world is not going to get more glorious. It's not going to get better. But Lord, all these things are culminating to where there will be peace when the Prince of Peace comes back. And in the meantime, I pray that we will be salt and light. So we pray for our communities. We pray for our state. I pray that you keep everyone healthy here, that you would provide for those who have suffered loss. Lord, that you would just encourage those that are feeling defeated. And Lord, I also pray that we as a church, that we would always keep the message of Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's what the world needs to hear. I thank you for the love that is here. May our love abound more and more. May we approve the things that are excellent. Lord, the fruits of righteousness being worked out in our lives. And I do pray that you would just bless everyone here as we go about our day. We thank you for today. And we look forward to what you have for us in the coming weeks and summer. And it's in Jesus' precious name that we pray. Amen. Amen. We're going to close in a song. We can close in a song. Listen, if you need prayer, if you can come up here on the deck and, um, and I'll pray with you, you know, one group at a time, one person at a time. And um, if anybody that is here, that you've never come to Jesus Christ for salvation, listen, he loves you. He went to the cross and died for you. He is your salvation. There is none other. And if you have never committed your life to Jesus Christ, I want you to come up and ask Jesus into your life for forgiveness of sin because it isn't by being good. It isn't by being religious. You need Jesus. You need to repent and come to him today. Repent just simply means quit going the direction you're going. Turn to Jesus. He is your hope. And come up, and I want to pray with you, and I want to encourage you. If you want to rededicate yourself to the Lord, you just reaffirm your love. You've been away, and, and your heart has been stirred. Come up. I want to pray for you. But let's stand if you'd like to. And uh, again, you'll go out this side door, and, and uh, God bless you. So good to see you. And I uh, hope to 